Today is July 5th. The Yankees are good at defense. We've got some sharp stats detailing that, and we're going to do some other things as well as we sit in our seats and talk about the Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boyd. John Boyd and Jake. Recaps galore, weekly awards. Stat lines, steaming hot takes. Get your Yankees news from these two fine dudes. Hello and welcome to Talking Yanks, episode number 766. We are about to officially end the first half of the season after the game tonight. It is game number 81. We are sitting in the DraftKings studio and it's brought to you by our friends over at SeatGeek. Jake, how are you doing today? James, big baby David, breaking news off the rip. Austin Wells promoted to double A. Oh, so. Oh. How about <laughs> that? Uh, talking Yanks guest, Austin Wells. Uh, what does that mean for the shakeup of it all? James, Biebs, uh excited to be back. Excited for a little Sharpe stats, a little weird two-gamer in Pittsburgh. Joe's McFly is in the building, uh, and it looks like he's having a ton of fun. So excited to watch the Yankees win these two games and then ship up to Boston. Holy smokes. Midway point of the season, we're doing who's, we're giving out grades. Who's an A and who's an F on the next episode two years from now. We are giving out grades. Who's an A and who's an F? Wells got sent up to where? Double A. And he was, was he in Hudson Valley? Uh, I think he was relegated. I believe he was. And he was on the <clears throat> IL for a little bit, but he was, I think. People think he was going to get sent up pretty soon anyway, and they're like, oh, well, now when he gets back from the IL. Josh Bro, I think, got sent up to AAA over the weekend. I, th- I believe I saw that. Oh. Oh. <clears throat> That's what I was trying to figure out, because if he's if he's gets bumped up, that means someone else getting bumped up. So Josh Bro got promoted? I believe so, yeah. And Siegler, I think, has also had kind of a full breakout. He's had, like, a good six weeks So all the catchers are getting promoted. Yeah, I think he's like fully the starter at high A right now. Ooh. Trade season. So all three of them are, are doing their thing. Ooh, Yankees love developing and trading catchers. Mm-hmm. J.R. Murphy. Jonathan Ryan to you. That's John Ryan. It was J.R. and then he was like, please don't call me that. Not into it. Yeah. Jesus Montero. Austin Romine. Agashioka. They were all supposed to be. And then they ended up leaning on him more than they wanted. Gary Sanchez was a catcher. They yeah. developed. Cervelli. Posada. Cervelli. Munson. Barra. Barra. The, Barra. Na- the, na- the Navy developed him. He gives all the credit to the Navy. Uh, no guess the lineup as the lineup's already out. Yeah. Bummer. Oh, don't. All right, we'll guess the lineup we'll guess later. The lineup at the end. We'll guess the lineup later. Jake, we have a sharp stat. Uh, do you want me to get like right into it? Or like, what's your I think deal? so. I think so. I think it's uh, an exciting sharp stats. I've been told it's about defense. I like defense. You like defense. Defense. You like burgers? I do like, dude, I really like burgers. I do. 
I do. And the Sharpstad. Really? New, a new sponsor with us today. Uh, Bear Burger. Something mm. for everyone. Yes, even you. This is their quote. <clears throat> Don't point at me. I'm going to read it how they wrote it. Yes, we're a burger joint, but we aren't the type to be bogged down by labels. Okay. Our menu is filled with options for everyone regardless of dietary preferences, whether you're 100% vegan or you think ketchup is a vegetable. We won't judge, Aaron. At Bear Burger, there's only one dietary restriction you'll be limited to, food that may, that's made to taste great. Bear Burger Kitchen plus Bar Happy Hour is the best in New York City, 12 to 7. Happy hour, 12 to 7, Monday okay. through Friday. You're going to get lunch. Exotic burgers mm-hmm. are back. They got elk burgers, ostrich burgers, and bison burgers. You like exotic burgers? I really like bison. Really? I do. Wow. Bar Bites at Bear Burger Kitchen Plus Bar. All food items are $9.95. Monday through Friday from 4 to 7, they got the Bar Bites and all foods $9.95. Uh, two Nashville sliders, six PBRs, and a martini, all for under $20. That doesn't seem right. Sounds like you do that and then take yourself home. I had a couple lunches like that. They also have a lunch special. Okay, let's hit, let's hit Bear Burger up. I've been to Bear Burger. There's one a pretty bunch. close. There's one very close to us. I've been with my family, and I've been a couple times. It's pretty good. Well, there's a couple in the city that are close to him. That's what I'm saying. I've been there. Oh, okay. Yeah. We went to it around this area when we did Christmas. We went, we went to see like the Radio City or something, which is somewhat close. Then we walked here. Went to another place first. Bailed. Went to Bear Burger. Had ourselves a time. Was, there's one right outside of Montclair. So I assume that's where you'd been with your family. I order it uh, on Seamless in Montclair a good amount. Okay. Yeah. Got no, I'm covered. a Bear Burger person. Yeah. Got yes. it covered. And now they're with us. So thanks to them. Uh, Enjoy Bear Burger. And enjoy this voicemail from Katie Sharp, the Queen of Stats. Hey, guys. Queen of Stats back again. And this week, I want to talk about the defensive improvement. We've seen it all with our eyes, and now I'm just going to put some numbers uh, to what this defensive improvement really means. And specifically, what I'm going to be talking about today is the infield defense, okay? So one measure that we're going to use is the ability to convert ground balls into outs. That's a key part of infield defense, obviously. So last year, they con- the Yankees converted 73% of ground balls into outs. That was one of the 10 worst uh, rates in the majors. This year, they're converting 78% of ground balls into outs, one of the five best rates in the majors this year. Now, that 5% difference doesn't really seem like a lot is 5%, right? But when you consider how many ground balls there are every game and how many games that they've played this season, we're through 80 games now, um, it does make a huge difference. So if they had performed at that same rate, that 73% rate from last year, this year, they would have actually converted 41 fewer ground balls into outs so far this year. That's about one every other game. And if you think about it, that's not just 41 potential base runners wiped out. That's trading potential base runners for outs. So that's 41 fewer uh, this year. Or actually, it's 41 more this year than if they had performed at last year's rate. All right. So the next thing I'm going to talk about is defensive runs saved. 
just for the infield. Now, you guys have heard about this stat, um, and while it's not very good for individuals for half a season, for a team, it does tend to stabilize a little bit more quickly. So last year, the Yankees had negative 54 defensive runs saved in the infield for the entire year. That was easily the worst in the majors. This year, they are up to plus 44 defensive runs saved, which is the best for any infield in the majors this year. So that's a difference of 98 runs saved. And if you want to convert, the usually you, what you do is you take the number of runs saved and you divide by 10 to get about how many wins that is, that that's converting runs saved into wins. So that's roughly 10 wins that have been added just by the improvement in the infield defense, if you look at defensive runs saved. All right, guys, talk to you next week. So there you have it. The Yanks are better at defense now. Just another one of those bummer of a sharp stats. Yeah. Another stat talking about how the Yankees are better this year than before. Now, we didn't, did, did we get any comparisons to the rest of the league? I didn't write down all of them, but the, we got that their ground ball out rate last year was in the bottom 10. This year, they're in the top 10. Okay. So they're in the top 10 of the league. So, Unlike the other past episodes where we detailed the stats, they're not crushing the entire league in this. They're not number one because we did a lot of shows where everything we were talking about, they were the best in all all MLB. Compared to last year, they're significantly better. Compared to the rest of the league, they're good. Uh, I've been kind of harping on this, that infield defense I think is uh, bad across baseball right now. Or not bad, but it, it comes up huge. Like mistakes are being taken advantage of. There's more misplays. And I'm not alone in that. A lot of a lot of people's theories is that they're rushing kids up, that they're playing people out of position, like they get to the majors. And not even theories, just yeah, sacks. Yeah. And uh, the Yankees have been decent. I do wonder, like those infield singles, like how much that skews it. All the infield singles that are actually errors, that there's like eight of them, how much that skews this stuff. And then I also want you to break down for me, Jake, Mm. the level of improvement at each position compared to last year. James, where it starts for me Mm -hmm. is Anthony Rizzo. Yeah. Early on in this season when we talked Rizzo, A, he was hitting homers. That was really cool. Remember that three homer game where he was blooping homers? That was pretty wild. Uh, His defense at first base. There's a lot of ways to measure defensive stats. Thank you, Katie Sharp, for giving us some of those. Mm. The old eye test, Jim. That's who we are. We're guys. You know, we're grunts. MLB vets. Anthony Rizzo at first base and the value that that position provides defensively. It benefits three other positions. Rizzo, he's won a platinum glove. I uh I don't think he's necessarily grading out fantastic this year at first base, but like Katie said, sometimes individual defensive stats don't work that way. I have a question for you. We've seen IKF recently literally start throwing the ball into the ground because he said Rizzo's at first mm-hmm. and to do that. 
we saw Rizzo earlier this year. When was that? Didn't he like he point at the third baseman or he pointed at someone and he was just like, just like put it in the region and I got gotcha. you. That was when. When was that? That was when Rugi went to third base for the first year. time last year, <laughs> and Rizzo told him just. You know, you just bounce it over to me. Give me a chance. Yeah, and I'll get you. And never mind. So picks are one thing, and that that helps your... I'm impressed with my memory poll. That was there. good. Yeah. That was good. I saw everything except Rugi. I kind of blacked that out. Um, Why? The picks are one thing. The defense itself at first base uh, is another thing. I mean, there is a couple foul pop-ups we saw last series that Rizzo made a play on that I don't think... Yankee players making previous years, not to name names. Even just the mentality, we've all seen him now, whether he's, you know, coming in on bunts and he's 40 feet away from the hitter and they've, now that team has taken the bunt off because they're like, look at this nut job. Let's just swing and hope for the best. It starts with Rizzo for me. Uh, and then, I mean. Wait, stay on Rizzo. I have a question. Yes. Do genuine question. Also a little pokey, I guess. I, I don't sure. really love the defensive metrics and I don't fully put stock into them. Do they take into account picks? Or is it just his defense when balls are hit towards first base? Or do they take into account his ability to scoop and pick and save his infielders? I know they record scoops because we saw that stat pop up that Rizzo has the most scoops in, in his time frame. Yeah. I don't know how it ties into defensive analytics. I'm sure it has to. I would I, hope so. I don't know to what degree I would assume it does because catchers, they use the same like DRS stuff and being able to block and yeah. frame is part Even of like that. Even like reaches or like, you know, stretches or just footwork. Like, I don't know. It's really hard to calculate that stuff because a lot of the scoops actually, they're changing the metrics for the other guys. Right. Out instead of error. Yeah. I wonder if there's a way to pull that up. Um, that was my question. But I, I agree with you that Rizzo is the biggest difference maker in a, in a landslide because he, he brings everyone else up. If they're, track, I mean, if they're tracking scoops, I, I assume it has to factor in somehow. You would um, hope. Glaber Torres has looked rejuvenated this year. You know, when they talk about something on the Yes broadcast, that means it's official, official. Uh, and Glaber Torres is in better shape this year. They talked about that. It was kind of... We kind of rumored about it, Glaber. You know, everyone kind of saw a a 24-year-old kid kind of dragging it sometimes, and it was like, what's going on here? Uh, this year, he's completely rejuvenated. His defense at second base, I think I said it during our PPPs to start the year, I think his ceiling at second base is stronger than DJ's. Um, you know, DJ's, what is he, 33 now? Uh, something like that. I don't think that's crazy to say. I, I, no, I, I mean, agree with you there. Uh, Glaber, at this point, I think he, if he's playing well, which we didn't know coming into the year, I think he can have slightly better range than DJ, if not equal, but I think he has a better arm than DJ. That's why they thought Glaber Torres could play shortstop. It didn't work out there. Glaber's been great this year. Some of the plays he makes at second base are fantastic. DJ at second base, um, peanut butter and jelly. You kind of know what you're going to get. Uh, he's going to make the play. Uh, Pretty nice to have in your back pocket. And his defense at third this year has been fantastic. Uh, you know, I've I've been tougher. I've I've tried to let Yankee fans know 
DJ's arm at third base is not a third baseman arm. His glove sure is. Um, and he made he even made another play in Cleveland the other day, uh, or a couple series ago, where he saw him. He does the third baseman throw. When you see, if you picture an Arenado or Machado, they grab it, they're going to the other side, and they whip it across the first base, and you're like, that's a nice play. DJ has to kind of rainbow it. He put it on the spot, and he got the out. But, uh, and it's where I like Donaldson come the postseason. Donaldson has that true third baseman arm. And he's also been great at third base. And he should be well-rested. They're giving him DH days. He's the oldest guy on the team. But when he's at third, he looks fantastic. And IKF has been an upgrade over our shortstop position last year. Yes. You, You can feel how you want with IKF. I know we've talked about him on a lot of episodes. But compared to where we were last year at shortstop, IKF has been an upgrade. Yes, I, I do wonder if Glaber had Rizzo, because by the time Rizzo came, Glaber was off short, how much different it would be. Because IKF gives Rizzo a lot of picks. And uh, he started recently doing the bounce pass, like the nice picks. I right. think I would guess someone was like, dude, if, like, if it's going to be on the ground, like at least put it farther out. Because yeah. um, I was pulling up kind of all the earlier throws, and it was a lot of tough picks by Rizzo. But he can definitely make the the same way Glaber can make the better plays at second than DJ. IKF can make the better plays than Glaber could at short. He botches the routine ones all the same. And I think DJ's better at routine ones at second than Glaber. But you're saying like the ceiling is higher at every yeah, position. Yeah, I, I, I mean, has have the routine ones for Glaber at second been problematic this year like yesterday or sunday he threw one away yeah he's had a couple they're both thinkers give them time to think and they'll think themselves into a, a bad throw 80 percent of this game jim it's half mental it's true it's true yogesh had that one i think defense has improved at every position marginally some Vastly others. And I think that's why, because let's be honest, I, I love Gio Urshela. Uh, and Gio made some highlight-level plays at third. Um, he was, he, that guy was a, a warm towel, man. That, it couldn't be comfier with Gio. He, he botched a couple routine ones. It feels like such Yankee stuff to say, but it felt like he never made him at the wrong moment. Um, and he would also make the highlight-level plays. Third base. You know, end of the day, even if that's a wash, it's a wash. First base, my goodness. It's not shots fired at Luke Voigt. I, I think Luke Voigt would probably be the first one to tell you that Anthony Rizzo's uh, better defensively. Maybe not the first one. I guess other people would probably say it. I don't think, like, Luke Voigt's trying to shout that. But Anthony Rizzo is an all-time defender at first base. Luke Voigt is a guy that you'd prefer to DH if you can. Uh so that's kind of the, the most drastic change because DJ and Glaber at second compared to DJ at second to Glaber at the end of the year uh, and then shortstop with the higher end plays and some of the miscues that, I mean, Glaber, Glaber, it got, he got replaced last year. Odor started 29 games at third base and 60 at second base. Gio Urshela started... 24 at shortstop. Glaber started 104. It's pretty wild to look at. 
Yeah, and I, you know, we we've talked shortstop a lot. We still think we're gonna talk some shortstop going forward, as you know, some of the Yankees' top prospects are there, and how how will they factor into the second half of this season? Uh, Glaber, you know, I I drank some Kool Aid for a little bit, and you talk about the effect if he had had Rizzo at first. I still think it was a getting in shape situation. Now that he's in shape, and I, you know, I. We all saw Glaber at short, and it was kind of like, eh, well, I don't, you know, well, we'll see. What's our best lineup? Is it, Could Glaber at short, DJ at second, Donaldson at third? We've got the extra infielder. Uh, and then we saw Glaber. He he got an attempt at shortstop this weekend and did the, he almost like Andujar did. He dropped down, pretended he had, had all the time in the world and was playing a video game, and the throw's offline. So, and then, yeah, I mean, that is just what he... You said in the whatever. I mean, I've the timing of baseball. He you, has it you, at second base. He doesn't at short. Don't put him at short. Should have never happened. Um. Ah oh man, I pulled up a bunch of Glaber errors from last year to see what we're looking at. Sure. And uh, and yeah, I'm looking at some that I th- I think Rizzo just catches them. Yeah. And we're not, and it's not a, a not bad. Um. Look at the first two I pulled up. Sure. So this... This is... Uh, it's deeper in the hole against Blue Jays. And you got Vladdy running. Gets there, plants his foot, and then... I don't even know what that was. Who's that first there? I that think... Bruce? Yeah, Jay Bruce. And then... This is the next one. They were all, like a lot of them were on the throwing arm. I'm not saying he's better. I'm just saying I kind of wish or wonder at this point. Like Rizzo picks that like with ease. That's an, actually a decent hop. Yeah. I uh, just curious. I know I can't do it. If we went back and Rizzo was there all year, is it as sour? I don't think the ceiling's as high. Still, sure. I don't think he could go. But is are we as sour? How many of it was like you needed a perfect throw until? Rizzo got there. Curious. Yeah. You could, maybe I watched them on, that's a bad one. Maybe I watched, maybe I watch them all and I'm like, ah, never mind. Yeah. And I mean, it's, that's always, that's always, it's one of the tough games to play. You know, it's, with Glaber, I felt more comfortable with Rizzo. Does that change his throw? Like you start doing the, the this and that of baseball that, I don't know. And Voight, like Voight wasn't awful at picking it, like purely at first. Um, but his range was super limited. You know, we've seen Rizzo's footwork around the bag this year. It's been very impressive that, yeah. Hand up. The next four that I watched where he just he just, just botched, like, yeah. like the most routine play and just didn't get it in his glove. So probably still would have been pretty bad. But I do think Rizzo's the biggest improvement across the board in, at infield defense. Make that five. Damn, it's a tough watch for Glaber's errors last year. Tough search. It's a lot coming in on the ball. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, that was Voight got him there. I'll get out of this. I'll yeah. get out of that. Come on, Glay. Been Don't good at second. Him. Been good at second. Don't put him at short anymore, the Yankees. Like, bring up a backup shortstop if you're going to use Marwin in, uh, elsewhere. Construct it better. That's what I'd say. And I think the the other thing going back to the voicemail uh, that 
I believe the number was there would be 41 more base runners allowed this year if they were playing defense at last year's rate, which is basically one every other game. But, man, like, you just start doing the math of baseball, and that's, what, 41 more batters faced? More pitches thrown. You know, it, you just end up in this whirlwind of, and, you know, is it 41 or do, you know, 40% of the next batters get on base? So then it's, you know, we're starting to talk about 60 more plate appearances or opportunities to give up runs that if you do that in baseball, it's a losing formula. And instead... Uh, another reason, another one, why the Yanks are the best. Wow. You need to just do some, some quick math on there. I mean, how many, how many games? A lot of the guys we were counting on coming into this year out of the bullpen, they were saved by the starting pitchers who were able to give, able to give a lot of length. They were able to give a lot of length because the defense is better. They have to get fewer Yeah, they were relying outs. on balls and play more. Matt Black talked about it as part of their strategy. Yeah, I love that. It's a big fan. I'll probably get... What do you think the most ground outs in a single game by a team is ever? Ever? Uh, in the last six years. Six years? Six years, dog. In the last six years, I'd say like 20. Out of 27? Yeah. That's cool. Why not, right? Why not us? Good sinker ball pitcher. You got a couple guys coming out of the bullpen after. I wonder. Three flyouts, four strikeouts. Bada bing, bada boom. You're done. You're out. Should start saying that. You were impressed by this. I was into it. I liked that at the peak of my jump, I could see my belly button a little bit. You've been jumping. The perks. Um. Okay. So you want to guess the lineup tonight? And that was brought to us by DraftKings. DraftKings doesn't come in a jar. No, never has. DraftKings comes from who you are. And DraftKings, they're the official a sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Maybe you've heard of it. If you haven't and you're watching this, you're insane. What you can do is go to DraftKings Sportsbook. And if you place a $5 bet on an MLB game, $5 bet, $5, you will get $150 in free bets, win or lose. That's a pretty good deal. So if you're looking to get into it, do it with DraftKings. They're safe, secure, and reliable. Jimmy, hit them with that disclaimer, big dog. Minko it. Get hot for once in your life. The disclaimer is hit him with it. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. MLB trademarks used with permission. I have the most ground outs in a game. In the last six years? Uh, no, it actually, it, I was able to go back to 2008. Okay. That would bring me up to 22. 29. You're doing extra innings, bro. I can do not you extra got innings, a caveat me. On April 17th, 2008, the Rockies and the Padres played a 22-inning game. Okay. And the Rockies got 29 ground balls. That's so... I mean, I, I don't know how to do it. 
know how to do it. If you could do it without games. Without extra innings. So I'd only, even consider 10. No, no. no but 22 I innings is tough I can't do. I can't do 10, but I can do like only in nine innings. That's fine. And uh, 29 ground balls is a lot. It's yeah. like a fucking boring game. 22 innings is a lot. No. No? 22 is the most. What did you say? Mm. What? I believe Jake said 20. I said 22. Oh. Earlier, but I in the last six years, my guess was 20. And then when I found out it was 2008, I said 22. Oh, well, so. if you guess what team did it and the month and the date, <laughs> you win, you win. Dude, I, can I tell you something? Yeah. Just ran into a wild yeah. bit of trivia. Guess the year and the date. I don't know. June what, 14th. What did you say, BBD? 20, 2008. 2008's correct. June 14th, 2008. No. August 11th. No. May 31st. I'll give you July a hint. July 5th. It was the same exact day as the 22 inning game. Isn't that fucking weird? It was April... <laughs> It was April 17th, 2008. I mean, that is stats that exist, but don't matter. That was the day of ground balls. That is the day of ground balls. I mean, that's wild, right? Bad day to be a worm. It's the same exact day. Carlos Silva. Mm. And Lenny DiNardo. I think the A's mm. induced the ground balls. Yeah. Lenny DiNardo. Yeah, Lenny DiNardo. That's so weird that it's the same exact day. You yeah. think that's the most ground balls in history of one single day of baseball? I would say no, just because we've seen the old like 1970s, 1980s videos where it's like, put the ball in play. Kind of felt like everything was a ground out. Yeah. Okay. So I lean no, unfortunately. Oh, piece of shit. All right. How about this? <laughs> I I will go first, and you can't copy it. I'll go DJ leading off, playing second, Judge in center field, okay. Rizzo at first, Stanton in right field, Glaber fifth, DHing today. I think they want to That's a wild him. guess. I think they want to rest. You really him. believe that? Donaldson at Churd. Uh, hitting six. Hicks in left field. Trevino catching and I- IKF at shortstop with Tyone on the bump. So no, you can't it, guess this. Pittsburgh thing. has a lefty going, I think. Yeah. Quintana. They got a lefty going? Quintana. Yeah, he's traded for him. Quintana. A Jaime Garcia. He goes out on the mound and they change his uniform out there. No, not with Tyone. No, they don't trade. Oh. They just strip him down. So I get to guess now, but I can't him. say your same guess? Can't say my same guess, yeah. Okay. Um... If so, I agree. I agree with a lot of what you said. To be honest, I think it's a good lineup. Thank you. I mean, Glaber at DH is a wild guess by you, but I get it. So, if I had to guess, I would say that DJ is going to lead off. Judge will play center field. Rizzo at first, Stan right field, Glaber five, Donaldson six. I think that's pretty spot on. Okay. Then in left field, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess we have um, Hicks. 
catching, I'm also going to go with Trevino. Okay. And then at shortstop, I can Marwin. I maybe Marwin. You'll go Marwin. Marwin. Okay. Uh, I think that maybe like IKF is in the original lineup and maybe it's like a batting practice fail. <laughs> and I don't know, ball off the shin or something. So that the sub went in. I want to say one thing to wrap up the episode. Yep. Sometimes we're silly tough on Garrett Cole on this podcast. He's yeah. got the silly voice. Yeah, sure. He says so, weird, some he of the, says weird some stuff. Of the, some of the quotes are a little bizarre. Two stags. I drink in when he when they post their family stuff, like him, Amy, and and their kid are back in Pittsburgh because yeah. Cole's back in Pittsburgh. It's a fantastic picture. Does it make you like it any less knowing like, that all three of those people hate you? Like, look at look at how big Garrett's smiling. He's like so happy. Yeah, this little kid on first day of school posed yeah. by him. It's like a a genuine. Not a take a picture smile. It's like I'm smiling, smile. Yeah. So I like that. I do like this lineup. My lineup? Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Interesting to put Glaber at DH. So who's the bench? They don't want to play Carp versus Lefty. Gallo's not playing. Carp, Gallo, Marwin. Higgy. Higgy. They only have one bench player. That's something this team's going to need to develop come August, September, after the trade deadline. I know you don't you don't need it now because once you like kind of have your it gets more finalized after the trade deadline, then you figure out like the pieces that are in place. Like last year Wade was starting and then after the deadline and all that they're like, "All right, Wade, this is how we're going to use you in the postseason. This right. is how we're using you." I mean, Tilo can come up, but Carpenter's really the only bench player they have right now. Tilo will be the runner. I mean, Marwin or IKF's going to end up being a bench player. Yeah, I have Marwin kind of like platooning, like, you know. But yeah, Marwin's a bench player. I mean, but I guess I mean like a hitter. The best version of the Yankees, Marwin Gonzalez is a bench player. I, I mean like a hitter. Like they don't have a lot of pinch, they don't have a lot of pop, but they don't have a lot of pinch hitters off the bench. Carpenter, Andujar, Donaldson. Just Carpenter right now. I think Donaldson, like you said, is in the starting lineup. I'm interested. We're Cecil Fielder, you know? Hmm. Carpenter. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate you very much. You're the best. Jake loves you. Go Yanks. Tell them, Rams. Go Yankees. Check out baseball today. They talk about baseball every day. Tweeted Joe's asked for a picture of his pierogies. Ew. Pittsburgh food. Ew.